I'll describe something for you. This one is called Fish. It's by Nobrow Press, Bianca Bagnarelli. And this is great, and I really I really like the art on this one. So the color scheme for this is like pastel, pink, and lavender, and um, and some orange, but it's mostly like these lavender pinks, and then like bright oranges. And it's it was really cool. I, I liked the line, the it's very intricate in the lines, um, but the 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 faces of the characters are a little more minimal. Many of us consume digital media, whether it's reading a blog or a Facebook page, scrolling through Instagram, or sending a 140-character tweet. The invention of the internet has altered the way we take in information, but small, independently made physical mediums like the zine are growing in popularity. Zines are cheaply produced, do-it-yourself style magazines. In the 1940s, science fiction pulp zines became popular. Through pulp fiction, authors like Isaac Asimov and Frederick Pohl gained a huge following. Most zines are now far more eclectic than they were in the 40s, largely due to how popular they were in the late 70s and 80s punk culture. Contemporary zines generally focus on a specific subculture, music scene, or just show a collection of artwork. Some of them take an unusual spin on a subject, whether it be Star Wars fan fiction or naked doodles of indie rock bands. Ellen Carpenter, a student at the New School, took us for a walk through Forbidden Planet, a comic book store near Union Square that sells zines. This is good too. This one's called Zombre 3. This is, I, see, I like this because it's bigger so they can get away with putting more words in here. Mm -hmm. Zine culture has also found its way to the New School. The Zine Collective runs workshops on zine making and publishes student-made zines. Rafaela Guns, the club's vice president, publishes her own work through the collective. Um, I have my own zine called Pixie Corn, which is like a feminism zine, but it like uses lots of like Lisa Frank stickers and Tinkerbell and like glittery girly stickers, but it has like um, essays and poems written by people about sexuality, about race, about feminism. It's an intersectional zine, so I try to get, you know, people who have disabilities or people of color or queer people to write. She believes the reason zines attract a large following is similar to why books are still widely read, despite new digital reading gadgets like the Kindle. It's also kind of like a piece of art, so it's something that you can keep, something that you could even reuse into your own art. Like if you see something in it, you can cut it out and, and make a collage or whatever. And I just feel like this sort of ties into the whole debate of like Kindle versus, you know, physical books. And like, we, we do have means to read online now, but there's still like a huge devoted population to physical books. And I feel like it's, it's something more personal about it. Like when you have a physical book or a magazine or a zine, you can like cut things out, you can highlight, you can sort of make it your own. I didn't really know anything about zine culture, really. That's Fly, a comic and graphic artist living in the East Village. She publishes several zines, performs spoken word poetry at various coffee shops and galleries, and teaches comic book drawing for young girls. I didn't realize I was going to make a zine. I didn't know that word. You know, I was really into punk since, like, the, since it first came along, late 70s, and just, you know, heard the Ramones and started jumping up and down, and that was it. <laughs> She's been a pivotal presence in New York's zine culture since the 80s. It's kind of like everything during that time in the 80s was some semblance of punk attitude. And what I mean by that is uh, DIY, not wanting to be any part of the establishment. She traveled around America, living in warehouses, immersing herself in the countercultural lifestyle. What was I doing out there? I was 
involved in a lot of the like uh, art publications. I'm trying to remember though, you know, I, I think I did some zines while I was out there. Oh yes, I did. I did. I did this one called Attitude. What am I saying? I was also involved in this art magazine called Pop-Tart. Why are zines so popular again? She thinks that modern technologies play a role, but not so much because they evoke a longing for physicality. For Fly, it's all about getting your work out there. Oh, well, you know, of, of course it's like all about self-expression and, and wanting to control what you're, um, what you're putting out there and, you know, wanting to be published. You know, what are you going to do? Send stuff to a magazine uh, and wait for them to call you or wait for them to publish you? I mean, it, it's, uh, at this point, the, the means of production are so incredibly available. It's, it's kind of a no-brainer, you know? Some artists are marrying online mediums with physical mediums like the zine. Mark Fisher, an artist from Chicago, runs a blog called Hardcore Architecture. It shows the original houses and apartment buildings that 80s punk bands lived in while writing their first cassette tapes. He's turned the project into a zine-like form and sells physical booklets of what he usually posts online. It's currently at ABC No Rio, where one of New York's largest zine libraries is located. The, the blog, you know, I mean, it works, the project works perfectly fine as a blog. The blog has a lot more content than that booklet can hold. There are about 500 houses on the blog, but organizing the material in booklet form allows you to present the material a bit differently. So there are kind of little groupings that, like, just by nature of, like, having a two-page spread with four images grouped together allows things to be grouped visually in a way that like creates different kinds of meaning than a blog structure. Fisher said that one great aspect of zines is that they are so inexpensive to make. Because they are affordable, students like Ellen Carpenter can go to Forbidden Planet on any given day and splurge on a few zines. We just found a zine that has no, it's not marked at all. It's covered in this very like shitty piece of like manila colored paper and then it's amazing. The inside of it's like, it's, yeah, it's not so cartoony, like the lines, it's more, it's a little more artistic um, in the design. I don't think there's any words, like you just said. So is this the one? Yeah, I'll buy this one probably. For WNSR, I'm Charlie Innes.